All right, bradcooney.com. We'd like to welcome to the show R&B recording artist Richie Carter. What is up, Richie? Nothing, man, nothing. I'm actually about to get some tacos right now. You know what? Tacos are a beautiful thing. Taco is a no heaven. Doubt. Tacos are oh, heaven. For real. You got to write a song about tacos. Oh, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. That's got to be like the name of your next EP, Taco. <laughs> Tacos for everyone. There you go. All right, so let's get into this. So you um, you recently dropped a single, um, well, actually an EP, and you got this single. Now, now let me get this right. Is a single called Sad, or is there another name for that? It's Sad. I'm Sad. Called it. It's two EPs that I dropped. So there's, it's like a A side, B side thing, and everything came out at the same time. It's all like stemmed off the same gotcha. like premise. Yeah. 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 So talk about Sad. Uh, give me the backstory and how that song came about. Well, that song and like all of these songs came like my mother passed away in uh, December from a brain aneurysm, okay. like super uh, unexpected, and she was like a paycheck to paycheck woman, but then had like a sick life insurance policy, and I blew through like a dumb amount of money in a short period of time, and like was just going through depressive stuff, like drugs, yeah. alcohol, and stuff. So the whole I'm sad song, like it's not like a, it's more of a like self awareness sad song than like a depressing sad song. So like it's just like I, like the like the song starts out like I put diamonds in my teeth I put diamonds in my wrist I've been spending all this money I still ain't happy yet like stuff like that like it just talks about mm-hmm. uh, what I went through and trying to find happiness in like a sad situation and, like being aware of like my behavior. You know I know a lot of people a lot of people that inherit money and do the same thing you did they just blow through it because it's like you know if you, if you, if you don't have money and all of a sudden you got a lot of it. There's, yeah. there's what happens is there's a discipline a discipline problem. It's very difficult to to be disciplined with it because you're having fun, you know, spending all that money, and you don't really think about like when it's gone until you like then once it's gone you're like oh shit. Yeah, you know? you're looking back like what did I really just do? Yeah. Like, what did I? Re- I put a decent amount into my music and stuff like twenty grand into that. Like, well, that's good. Yeah, like I tried to be that. I paid off all my bills, paid my car off, paid my student loans off and stuff. But then, like, man, I probably blew like 20 grand in Macy's and blew me down. Like, <laughs> <dumb>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yep, absolutely. All right, so, um, and then there's another single called Too Much Whiskey. Yeah, that's, oh uh, man, like, that's a sad song. Like, that, like, uh, it talks a lot about, like, so, like, when my mother passed, she was an organ donor, and, like, we had to sit in a room and, like, just sit there and watch her heartbeat just drop and, like, hold her hand until she, like, literally died in our arms. Like, oh, man. And then, like, it's, like, one of those songs, like, I stopped recording, like, five times to cry while I recorded it, and you can kind of hear, like, the speech in my voice before I get off the microphone, like, a few mm-hmm. points in the song, but it's, like, a... It, it, it's relatable because a lot of people turn to like loss and stuff and alcohol and like that's what I did. Like I was out there just straight Jameson neat, like to the brim, just drinking it in the bar like it was water. Yeah. So is it fair to say that these 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 EPs were therapeutical for you in a way? Was it like a release for you to kinda of get all this stuff off your chest? Yeah, entirely. Like I even went to grief counseling like one time and talked to the counselor and like they were talking about having me like write letters or like send my mother text messages to her old number even though she's not here and like I write music and stuff. So I have another song that I wrote for like called Mama Say that I have like I have a whole other EP called Kids Is Watching that'll come out before the end of the year. But like that's what I've been doing and that's kind of how I've handled everything. And that's how I've handled I, I've been writing music for like over fifteen years and it mm-hmm. all started from like dealing with loss, like People have been dying in my life since I was like seven. Like my godfather got killed, my brother's best friend got killed, and my best friend died from a heroin overdose, and then my grandmother died from cancer, and that was all before I was like 20. Yeah, it's a lot, man. I've been through the same thing. I had a lot of death in my life, too, a ton of it. 
um, you know, music is like therapy, man. So, you know, one, one thing about music, it's, first of all, it's universal. Like, every continent on the earth, every culture, everyone, there's music in their history and currently. And it's really a universal medicine for me. It's like, it's like the artists that sing music are being therapeutical to their fans. And then the fans that are listening to that music when they're singing the words back is, is throwing like therapy back at the artist. Yes, that's like the hope of all the music that I make too. Is like I get messages from people like more than I've ever gotten in my years of making music this year because of these songs. In that sense, like especially like the whole other albums about like me and my fiance did long distance for like three three months. So like even that little thing, like people going through long distance stuff, mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. dating someone in the army and stuff like that. People are reaching out like yo, like this was like exactly what I was going through with my fiance. And it's been it's been like. It's been really nice. Like that's the best part about it is to like not just get myself therapy, but then other people get therapy from it too. Yeah, it's really when you write songs that people can relate to is is that's when you're really onto something. You get yeah. you know where people can say, yeah, I know exactly where this cat's coming from. I live that. I walk that same path. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I heard you. Yeah, I okay, agree cool. With you. So, um, so what, 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 what was it that initially first got you into like actually becoming an artist, a musical artist? Man, I don't know. Like, I grew up listening to hip hop. Like, I was a diehard Tupac fan for a long time. And then, as weird as it was, like, I started writing poetry a lot when I was a kid. And then, like, my poetry just turned into songs. And then, like, I was one of the lucky kids back in like twenty years ago. Like the first kid to have a computer with a CD burner, and like I went and got a little like twenty dollar pencil microphone, and me and my buddy bootlegged Adobe Audition off like internet relay channels. Like we were just good at like yeah, we got all the music before it came out back then and stuff. And I just like man, I don't know. I just started recording. Like I just had the capability to do it, and I just kept doing it. And I was garbage, like garbage, garbage for like a solid five years or so. But like I don't know, like people were supportive, and I got into better studios and around better people, and it just kind of flourished in that way. But it was just sort of an organic thing. Like it was just. That's how I dealt with stuff since I was a child. Was just writing about it or writing it out. And it's better to write in song if you can. You know, one of the common denominators in all the hip hop artists that I've interviewed, and there's been a lot of them. I've interviewed hundreds of hip hop artists. And one common denominator is a lot of them started out in poetry, writing poetry, writing poems, and they've used and they use that and trans transitioned that from poems writing into rapping. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. It just yeah. kind of like just happened to it. it wasn't like a thing I tried. Yeah, exactly. Now, when did you know you could actually do it? Because not anybody can rap. Like I'll never be able to rap. Um, I yeah. tried it. I tried that shit one time on the radio, and I'll never do it again. Man, it's weird. Um, like I'm not a religious person like that. Like I've read Buddha, Muhammad, and all that. But like I was at like a low point and started going to church at this church by me. And like whatever the dude was Mike Bro that was speaking at the day and he just gave like a like enlightening speech. And at this time I had like that little ghetto like twenty dollar microphone set up. I had like three mattresses lined up and I came home and I wrote a song to Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads and uh Outcast Jazzabel and like I don't know, I just I came home one day and I just like thought differently and like well part of it was I started reading a lot, but it was between you know, I was reading a lot and they kind of just like grew on to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about um? You mentioned Tupac before. Like, so who were some of your other musical influences? Man, after that, like Lil Wayne was the biggest. Like mm-hmm. for me to rap the way that I rap and to have like this, I feel like my voice got catered a lot about what I was listening to. So like when I had that little microphone set up, I don't know if you remember like mixtape. He did like Nucky Buck and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I had all those instrumentals downloaded, and then I would just memorize those songs, and I would go and uh, I would go and rap those and record them, and like compare myself and see like how well I do compared to him. And that's kind of where I like started like getting the confidence in myself, like to where like oh I can do exactly what he does. Like I just need to write like that. And that was the biggest thing. I wasn't putting words together in a way for me to rhyme on the way that he rhymed, and like I kind of learned that through rapping Lil Wayne stuff, like mixtape music. And the little Wayne's from New Orleans, Louisiana. I live about two hours, a two-hour drive north of New Orleans, so I go down there quite a bit. The, Man, I'm uh, trying to come down there in a couple weeks. Actually, my fiance is going down there. Nice. Have you been there before? Never, no. Nah. Oh, dude, man, you're gonna freaking love it. You're gonna love it because there's such a, a wide variety of cultural music there. I mean, there's like, of course, there's hip hop and there's jazz and there's like blues. And there's occasion music. I mean, it's just it's just a big old salad of, of musical stuff. Like Lenny Kravitz is from down there. Uh, of course, Lil Wayne's from there. There's so many. Yeah, that's what I hear. Between the music and the food, it's just oh. nice to be there. Yeah, you got to get some good Cajun food. When you're down there, you got to get some good uh, shrimp gumbo. Um, and there's a place called Cafe Dumont. It's uh, they have the, what they call beignets. It's like a it's like a pastry. Um, but it's like totally, totally famous for their for their beignets. So definitely go go there. It's not on Bourbon Street, man. You have you're gonna have a blast. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Yep, and just be careful too, though, because there's some crazy there's some crazy fuckers down there too. So so keep your head on. Yeah, just be careful. All right, so you talked about Tupac too. Now Tupac's another guy that I that I it's one of my all time favorites. Uh, yeah, he's great. Well, because he's a trendsetter, and that's the, that's the thing. I like trends. I don't like followers. I like people who actually set trends. And he was way ahead of his time, and he crossed over into movies. And that dude was so so talented, man. He is, man. It's funny, like you know, like this song's called "I'm Sad" and stuff. And I was just watching like that interview of him when he's 17 years old, like before he moved out to LA and did all this shit. Yeah. And like, he, it's funny he talks about like uh, the relationship between teenagers and adults, and about the state of mind of teenagers at that time. And like back then, when Tupac was coming out, like all the teenagers were angry and aggressive and all yeah. that. And like now, you listen to the teenagers and stuff, and they're all sad and depressed and all that. And I think that was one big thing. Like he was so he was so like consciously aware of like yes. the duration of his time, and like he was so concerned about like he was talking about when he was in Baltimore. You know, like, Baltimore had the highest rate for HIV in the black community yeah. and the highest black-on-black crime and all that. He did all these little campaigns to, like, save sex. He was out there doing all this, giving condoms out, trying to, like, prevent black-on-black violence and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that he, stuff made his music so much more powerful. Absolutely. And people just gravitated to him. And he was a visionary. He, he was he way ahead of his time. He died way too young. Way, um, way ahead of his time. He was way ahead of his time, and he's one of the first guys to to to, to transition from from hip hop into movies too. Um, and he didn't like solely do movies; he still he still rapped. But yeah. one thing things about about him that I really admire is, you know, anybody with a famous face can get like roles on TV or movies because they're famous and they bring ratings. But Tupac was really freaking good at acting too. He wasn't just a face; he was actually a really good actor. He was, man. Gang-related, gridlocked, yeah, above exactly. the rim, like all of them. Exactly. All right, so getting back to your music, do you write everything, or do you have anybody that helps you write stuff, or is it all you? No, I write everything. I have no help from anybody. It's just... Yeah. And like, man, like I was like, man, I used to be garbage, but I just like... I, I saw this quote, to become a great writer, you need to be a great reader, and I just started reading a lot. Like, that's what changed, like, all my writing, is I just started reading. Nice. Like, a whole lot. What about beats? Do you make your own beats? 
No, that's one thing I don't. I'm decent at it, but the thing is, like, I write music every single day, and, like, I'm really good at, like, writing lyrics and, like, vocals and stuff, so, like, I don't want to take too much time away from that, so yeah. I've been really good about finding producers, and, like, the guy that's produced the 12 songs, like, if you listen to all the production on both of the EPs, like, it's great production, like, it would take me five, ten years to get to the level that guy's at, so, like, yeah. I have to, like, prioritize in a sense, so I want to put my time into that to get to that level, or like get better at what I'm already great at you know and sometimes you have to spend a little money to make money so it's good that you're you know you're, you're paying for producers and um, yeah. you know and plus a good beat maker is really you know those are it's pretty important you know the, the beats really it important. is that's like that Shaq Kobe stuff, that fucking uh, Jordan Pippen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like peanut butter and jelly, man. Peanut butter yeah, and jelly. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. All right, so. Um, what do you, where do you want to be? I like to ask this question because I don't try to get inside the artist's head. So we're like halfway through 2019 already. Um, so the year, let's say, just give yourself a year. Fast forward to halfway through 2020. Where do you, where do you want to be? What do you want to get done? Man, I'd like to be like one of those indie artists. Like, like everybody expects to like uh, start making music and get a record deal and be like a millionaire. But I want to be like one of those chill, like like currency or somebody, just like an organic little business. Maybe you make six figures off it or something. But like you just get a lot of festival gigs and you get a lot of songwriting jobs. Because like I'd be more than happy to sit and write songs for people all day long and like do my own thing personally. Would you, you know be, what I mean? Would you have an interest in writing for other artists? Yeah, like, I, I, absolutely, like, that's, like, what I'm trying to go for, like, with what we're doing right now, like, if things keep going as well as they happen with this song, I'm sad, then, like, I can get, like, try to get on Billboard and get coverage to where people can hear me and, like, want to get a song written by me, because yeah. I, I can write for days, like, that's just, like, one thing that I do in my sleep, and I'm like Jay-Z, like, I can write songs in my head and I have to put them on paper so I can just remember things, Yeah, like, I'm really good at that kind of stuff, that's how I've been able to, like, hold on to the songs that I put out now. Yeah, there's really good music. In, I'm sorry, there's really good money in that. There's a lot of there's a lot of ghostwriters. Like a, like in Nashville, like in country music, there's a lot of people that make fucking big money just writing for other artists, man. And they get. And I can write country songs too. I have a couple of little country songs that I've written. There you I go. Just, I won't record them because I won't do it. But I just know there's money in it. Yeah, absolutely, it's a business to me. It's, yeah. it's a business thing too. You know, that's good, man. Definitely pursue that for sure, 100. percent all right, man. So, anything else? What do we miss? Anything else on your EPs you want to talk about? Any any latest projects you want to you want to drop in there before I let you go? No, I mean we pretty much covered it. I'm gonna put one more EP out to like kind of sum up what where I'm at after all the things happened in the first two, and it's just called Kids Is Watching, and it should be out by like the end of the year. Just need to like make sure that what's out now does well. What about any? You gonna drop some videos? Man, I have a few videos out on YouTube right now like that are songs that aren't on the CP that are actually really good that people would probably like to hear. But all, like, all you got to do is search Richie Carter on YouTube or like Google or Spotify or Apple. Like I pop up pretty easily, so it's not, I'm not a hard person to find on the internet. Nice man. And last thing I got, like let's let's do that. Let's talk about websites and uh, talk about your social media platforms and where people can find you. Um. Man, um, on Twitter and Instagram, it's L. Richie Carter, E-L-R-I-C-H-I-E, Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R. And then, like, on Facebook and SoundCloud, it's just Facebook.com slash Richie Carter Music and then SoundCloud.com slash Richie Carter Music. But otherwise, just get in the search engine and type Richie Carter in, or Richie Carter Music. Actually, and it'll pop up. Nice, man. Look, I had a lot of fun talking to you. Um, good luck to your future, and I want to get you back on the show once you got some new stuff to talk about. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll 
I'll probably push the the other EP more than this Too Much Whiskey one after. So I'm I'm trying to be back in like a month or two. Right on, man. Just get hold. Just go through Starlight and have them contact me. We'll get you back on 100. percent I definitely will. They're great. I oh, love them. All right, Richard. Cool deal, man. Have a good night. All right. Good talking to you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Have a good night, sir.